Hello folks, Dustin Zarni here. It is January 31st, the last day of the first month of 2022. And this is Commissioner in a Car. Uh, today, what else would we be talking about? Redistricting. It's going to be probably the subject of uh, Commissioner in a Car all month as new maps will be dropping uh, for your, um, for your, for your gratitude i guess is what i should say uh last night uh on the lat 4 which is the legislative retrieval uh system the new maps for the congressional lines in the state of new york uh dropped now just a refresher on this uh the new york state legislature are drawing these maps because of the failure of the independent redistricting commission to come up with bipartisan maps after both sets of their partisan maps, the Democratic and Republican maps, were rejected by 90% of the New York State legislators earlier this month. I'm going to go into that a little bit later in uh, the program, exactly how this all played out. Because there's a lot of talk on Twitter and Facebook from Republicans all mad about Democratic gerrymandering. And uh, I short, short story, physician, heal thyself. Uh, because they are the, the reason why we are here where we are today. But the congressional maps did drop last night. Um, I won't go so far to say that they're a gerrymander, but they are absolutely brutal uh, maps for the Republicans. Democrats uh, are expected to get 22 of the 26 uh, seats. Now, remember, New York is also a very Democratic state. Um, especially down in New York City, where uh, the ma large majority of the population is. Uh, so um, so it's expected to have some kind of Democratic lean. Uh, it's obviously a bigger Democratic lean than uh, it was before. Uh, the last maps were 16 to 8, I, uh, and now it's going to be 22 to 4. Um, this reflects that over the last 10 years, the state has gotten more Democratic, and that 10 years ago, there may have been a uh, kind of a Republican gerrymander to these districts. Some of the districts that were created, especially down in Staten Island, uh, were created just to have a chance for a Republican uh, member of Congress. So uh, in a very blue area. But we'll go over that in a second. So what does this mean for central New York? Well, the central New York map is probably one of the biggest beneficiaries of uh, this this. Um, uh, Democratic map that was uh, is being proposed of any area in New York State uh, for several reasons. One, John Kacko has retired, as we talked about uh, a few weeks back, and uh, as with retiring, he's kind of created a vacuum here in Central New York. Um, and also, at the time he retired, he retired before these maps were drawn, which gave uh, Democrats. Uh, a tactical advantage to be able to draw maps in a way that would best benefit an open seat in this district and also help neighboring districts like Anthony Delgado's race over in 19. What it looks like happened, the majority of what happened was New York 22, the old New York 22, the Claudia Tenney, Anthony Brindisi district that snaked up from the southern tier all the way up into Jefferson County. That district seems to have been just blown apart. And portions of that have been given to other districts. And then other districts have been reshaped uh, upstate as New York State lost one congressional 
uh, district do the census, only 89 people fill out that census form and we would have 27 seats instead of 26. But I digress. Again, I digress a lot. Uh, but so because the population shift in New York shifted downstate, whereas New York City was growing at a faster rate than upstate, that really meant that the upstate seat was going to go away since you have to have the same number of people um, in a congressional seat. So uh, that being said, so now, so the upstate seat that looks like got the most obliterated was New York 22, held by Claudia Tenney in the barest of margins two years ago. Um, and what happened with New York 24, which is our congressional seat, well, for now, it's being renamed to New York 22. And it now consists of all of Onondaga County and portions of Cortland, Schuyler, Ontario, Tompkins, Cortland, and Madison County. Uh, in this, in essence, it's created a center, uh, central New York, center city uh, district, which means the cities of central New York are all in one district. And that means Syracuse, of course, but also the city of Oneida, the city of Geneva, the city of Cortland, the city of Ithaca, and uh, the city of Auburn um, are all in the same district. This will make sure that, you know, whoever represents this district will have these urban areas in mind in their representation. And it really is an interesting community of, uh, uh, you know, of interest uh, map. Uh, so, but it's also a very democratic map. Uh, it went from a Biden plus eight to a Biden plus 18. So what does that mean? Um, in the last uh, race in 2020, the in the old map that had Syracuse, Oswego, Wayne, and Cuyahoga County in it, uh, the citizens of that county uh, voted for Biden by eight points higher than Trump. Now, if that same race were held today in the new map, uh, it would, uh, you know, or, well, last in 2020, it would be Biden plus 18. So this is a significant advantage for whoever the Democratic nominee is. And it's going to be the rarest of seats where it's a totally open seat. Um, and uh, and it looks like, you know, there's several candidates on the Democratic side and no real Republican candidates of stature. And I, I say that with no, uh, um, you know, with no insult to them, but there's nobody, no current office holder that have, has announced that they are running. Of course, no current office holder has announced they're running on the Democratic side. Uh, oh, no, I, I take that back. Chol Majak is a, a, a third district counselor. He is a current office holder. But you also have Francis Canole, who ran last time. Oh, and Sarah Clee Hood, she's a current office holder in DeWitt Town, uh, in DeWitt. So we do have a couple of current office holders and uh, former office holder. Um, uh, Sam Roberts is rumored to be running uh, for this district as well. He hasn't had an official announcement. But I have it on good authority. He's going to announce shortly. But will that be the only candidates that announce on the Democratic side? We don't know. Now that Ithaca is in it, now that Cortland is in it, uh, now that, uh, you know, Geneva is in it, who knows whether some candidates from those Democratic areas are going to decide that they want to run for Congress. 
On the Republican side, we only have the three candidates, and i got to be honest, I'm blanking on their names. I think Michael Hunter putting Tim Coe down there is uh, one of them. Um, there are three candidates that had announced previously that they are going to run uh, a primary against John Kacko, and then when he left, they all said that they're going to continue their run. I don't know their names uh, off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure I will know their names once their petitions are put in and once the campaign gets underway. Um, but in a Biden plus 18 district, it's going to be interesting um, what candidates come out of the Republican side and what more candidates are going to come on the Democratic side. Um, some, of, some of you are going to ask about the state and assembly maps. Those are supposed to drop later tonight. So next week on uh, 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 um, uh, next week, we'll take a look at uh, what that means, uh, what the state and assembly maps mean on Commissioner and Carr. Although watch my Twitter feed and watch my Facebook feed. I'll, I'm sure I'll be posting about those as they come out later tonight. But for Onondaga County, for Onondaga County all being as a whole, it's really going to make it easier for the boards of elections. Uh, uh, you know, that's one less line that we have to draw to get ready for our March 1st uh, deadline for doing petitions, because that's when petitions start, and that's how a candidates officially get on the ballot. You will see some counties do endorsements over the next month for different candidates, um, and endorsements are great, but all it means is that their committee people will be tasked to walk petitions to get them on the ballot. With only 1,500 signatures needed to get on the ballot, it's not that hard to get on the ballot for a for a congressional race the size of uh, the new New York 22, 707,000 people in there. So it's going to be um, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens uh, with that. I do think that we'll see a lot of candidates get in. Um, so that is what's going on with the congressional maps. We don't know about the assembly and state maps right now, but I'd be remiss if I wasn't talking about how we got to this point. As you know, I'm an advocate for citizen-led redistricting. I have worked very hard with the city of Syracuse to get it installed there. I worked hard and failed to try to get that in Onondaga County as well. I believed and supported and uh, advocated for the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act, and also the free, uh, the the For the People, HR uh, one for the main purpose that it outlawed partisan gerrymandering throughout the entire nation. At every step of the way, Republicans and conservatives have stopped uh, from banning partisan gerrymandering. Uh, the the conservative wing of the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, back when Anthony Kennedy Kennedy on it voted five four against ending partisan gerrymandering. They said it wasn't good, but they didn't say that they had a way to, uh, you know, to figure it out, which is bull because state courts have done that all throughout history and have done it pretty well. Um, but they decided not to do it. And of course, the Voting Rights Act was allowed to uh, lapse under Shelby County under their watch and of course the congress under the republican congress uh has uh and even when there was a democratic congress they have either filibustered or refused to even vote on uh voting rights uh legislation that would restore the voting rights act and prevent 
the type of partisan gerrymandering that many of these Republicans are alleging today. So that's why I say, physician, heal thyself. You had a chance to stop this from happening, and you could have joined with those of us on the liberal side of the aisle and demanded citizen-led redistricting. And in New York State, it was the New York State GOP that actually had control of the Senate. And former Governor Andrew Cuomo, who, you know, at the time in 2014 was seen as a very moderate governor and very much um, in, uh, especially on, uh, you know, on, on, um, uh, on electoral matter matters, very much uh, in the middle of the road. They prevented citizen-led redistricting. They came up with this New, this what they called independent redistricting commission although i keep i don't like that it's called that because on the state ballot it was not called the independent redistricting commission because it is not an independent it is political appointees not citizens that are redistricting uh, on there and they came up with this bipartisan redistricting commission where it's equally democrat and republican and one of the reasons I believe they did that um, and got got the silver-led uh, assembly into uh, backing that constitutional amendment is because they had the right to redraw the lines if they didn't like the way the independent redistricting or the part bipartisan redistricting commission came up. And they felt that they were going to hold on to the Senate forever. Uh, they had just put in a 53rd, uh, I'm sorry, a, a no, I'm sorry. It was an extra Senate seat. I think it was, it may have been 62. I, I can't remember which number it was. The the extra seat that they had added in the last round of redistricting to give them a one-seat majority on the Senate. And they felt that they were able to hold those seats in perpetuity. Demographics changed and Democrats took over that Senate, it, uh, you know, and kicking out the IDC and taking over the Senate outright in 2018 and held it in 2020. So then, now, that's how Democrats got control of the redistricting. It was the Republicans who refused to do real reform on this, uh, along with uh, former Governor Cuomo. And without that uh, ability to do that reform that happened 10 years ago, that is where we've led now to uh, the New York State Legislature able to draw these lines and draw them the way they did. It's also noted that the Independent Redistricting Commission, they're call, they call themselves that, I do not, uh, they submitted bipartisan maps. Those maps were reject, rejected by over 90% of all of the New York State legislators. And then they had three weeks to come up with new maps, and apparently the Republicans refused to even meet with the Democratic Commission to come up with new maps. They failed to draw maps, which gave it to the legislature. And unlike the Onondaga County Legislature, redistricting process. They had to get this done this this month. By February 14th, the State Board of Elections said we need these in to be able to draw the new election districts, to be able to to um, have uh, these new maps ready for March 1st when we do petitions. So that being said, we uh, are looking at uh, a real... Uh, a real problem here with the Republicans causing all this uproar on social media about gerrymandering and 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 oh how how dare there be gambling going on in this casino <laughs> but 
they were the ones who caused all this to begin with. They didn't support the national efforts to to uh, draw back partisan gerrymandering. They didn't, uh, um, and in fact, they actively blocked it. They it was their Supreme Court nominees that refused to get involved that that made this a problem on the federal level, and now they uh, and they didn't back the sta- state laws on redistricting. And when New York State had the opportunity to do this in 2014, they went with this other proposal that ultimately left the the maps in charge uh, of the legislature. And they're just really mad. What they're really mad about is that the Democrats gain control of the legislature. So. They're, they have a right to go to court, and I always avail people if they feel like they can go to court, they should do so. Uh, but I'm not sure that they have a leg to stand on uh, in court. We'll have to see. The one part of the map that is a little weird is that New York 24 district that goes from Niagara all the way around Rochester and into Jefferson County. But part of the problem there is where the population centers are in New York with Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse having big population centers that require districts to basically form around them, uh, you you sometimes will have a long, rural, snaking district. Um, I'm not sure I would have drawn the maps in the way that they were drawn, uh, but I wasn't in charge. Uh, the legislature was. And they're going to vote on this on Wednesday. If they pass it and the governor signs it, it will be law, and it'll be up to those litigants to decide whether they want to go out there and uh, take it to court. I will note that Claudia Tenney has decided that she's not going the litigation route. In fact, instead of, and she was the most aggrieved, it was her district that was blown up and uh, pieced out to several other districts. Claudia Tenney, instead of um, going uh, the litigation route, has announced a run in a district that is pretty far away from her home. <laughs> she lives in Oneida County, and that, that portion of Oneida County that she lives in was given into the Anthony Delgado uh, district, which goes down from Oneida County down to Binghamton area. And uh, But because uh, there's already a Republican challenger announced in that district, Mark Molinaro, the county executive from Dutchess County, uh, I, I guess she felt like she couldn't win a primary against him or didn't want a primary against him uh, and, or couldn't win against Anthony Delgado. So she's moving to the new New York 23, which stretches from uh, the southwest portion of uh, New York all the way down along the seventh tier and into uh, parts of the southern part of Cortland County uh, and, you know, and along the border of Pennsylvania. That's the old Tom Reed district, who is also... Uh, not running for uh, re-election has already announced that he's not running uh, for re-election. So it's an open seat, but it's unlike the new New York 22, the Central New York District, this seat that was drawn is a heavy Republican seat. And so Claudia Tenney has announced that she is moving to that new district to run in that new district. And um, many of the people who are talking about running in that district have already come out saying that they're going to back her and they're going to allow her to run. She is a a very conservative Republican has the is the darling of Do, Donald Trump, and uh, I imagine is going to have a very big leg up in a primary in a Republican district. Um, and that's really kind of the lay of the land as of right now uh, at, at five twenty p.m. on Monday. 
Uh, we still haven't got the state maps, not yet anyways, or at least not since I logged on. Uh, I didn't see it on Twitter or anything like that, but we'll wait and see what those look like. And that will change the Senate races in our area and also the Assembly races in our area. And once we have that, then we pretty much have the lay of the land for 2022. We'll know where the races are and uh, candidates will start announcing uh, if there's any primary challenges or anything like that. I think you'll start seeing that over the next month or so as we get ready for petitions, which start March 1st. And they have to be turned in in the first week of April. And if the and that's why I always say April Fool's Day is the real, uh, real uh, um, test of whether somebody is a candidate or playing a prank on us. Because if they don't turn in uh, petitions, then the joke's on all their donors. They gave money to them because they're not a candidate. Um, we've seen that in the past. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to see what happens here uh, with those districts. I don't really see any questions in the chat. Uh, feel free to... Um, pop some in here and I'll try to answer them live or uh, offline. Uh, last week, I dropped my wonky Wednesday, which had the amount of forms processed at the Board of Elections uh, for uh, registration. I think that's a very, that's one of our major sources of work at the Board of Elections. And I think it's a good analysis every year I do on how much our work is growing at our local Board of Elections. Um, so check that out. This Wednesday, I plan to write an uh, article about the population changes in uh, Onondaga County re regarding towns and the census, and also a, a, an analysis of which areas of the county are registered uh, you know, better than other areas of the county. Because now we can get a rare glimpse at trying to see what the voter registration levels are at the time of taking the census and what the population counts are. And there we get a good idea of about of the rate of the registration uh, um, rate of, of a county. Uh, and I think it's interesting to see how that's changed over the last 10 years with all these new ways to register to vote that have come um, that you saw in the in the last wonky Wednesday with uh, forms being processed. <coughs> uh, my last Zoom with Zarni was with David Dreisen, who uh, is a SU professor of law. Uh, we were recording that uh, Zoom with Zarni uh, with, uh, on the evening that uh, Stephen Breyer announced his uh, retirement from the Supreme Court. So check that out. It was a great conversation. This Friday, I will have Tom Keck of CNY Solidarity uh, Coalition, also an SU professor of political science and an expert on the Supreme Court. I'm sure all of our discussion will be about the Supreme Court. Uh, he's been uh, on our show several times, and he's always got incredible insights into, um, you know, the nomination process. As you know, President Biden has announced that he's going to be picking a black woman. Uh, for the Supreme Court and the Republicans across uh, the country are uh, once again putting on their hypocritical hats and saying, oh, you can't rush this process. we got to slow it down. You know, well, Tom and I will talk about that. So tune in for that discussion and you'll hear my opinion about that, but I'm pretty sure you know what it is. Um, and then, uh, uh, so that's what I got going on this week. Always check out DustinZarni.com. Uh, subscribe and you'll get all of the election news that uh, is affecting Onondaga County as well as 
all of my content is posted there, as well as my Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music feeds. All of that um, are still on there as well. And uh, finally, please remember that while cases are going down um, across the state and a little bit in Onondaga County, deaths and hospitalizations for the Omicron variant are still pretty high. We had the worst month that we've had in a year this last month. It's just a brutal month here in Onondaga County. So please remember, wear a mask when you're in public, in public spaces. Get vaccinated, get boosted, and if you feel sick, get tested and participate with our contact tracers. That is a way to keep our numbers down. So hopefully when spring comes, we can continue to open up and have a more normal summer than we've had in the last few years. And hopefully kick this virus's butt and get it gone. Uh, I'm sick of it too. And I, I, but the mitigations efforts work. Wear your mask, get vaccinated, get boosted, get tested. All right. Thank you very much. That's been Commissioner in the Car. And enjoy the rest of your Monday. And we'll be looking forward to those state maps. We'll be talking about those next week. Bye-bye.